Welcome to the Mindful Medicine Podcast. I, Juliana Zapatel, will be your host, bringing in experts to discuss a holistic approach to well-being using Eastern philosophy and Western research. Today, I welcome Auna Salume, a multicultural, multimedia, alchemist artist and author. We will be discussing human design readings, and she'll give me a special reading live. My name is Auna Salume. And I call myself a multicultural, multimedia, alchemist, artist, and author. So this is kind of a lot of words. But basically what I do is that I work with energy, I channel energy into two main directions. One is creativity and the other one is self-discovery. And um, the, the creativity part is that I make art. I create books. I'm a surface designer. I also uh, design and sew clothing. I create a talisman jewelry. I do a lot of creative things and inspire uh, people to uh, engage with and, and, and expand their own creative energy. And then the other direction is self-discovery. And that's what human design falls into or under. Um, I do what I call personal mentorship, and uh, I help people discover their place in the cosmos, but also find out what the purpose of their personal, you know, their life is yeah, in this lifetime. I also help people uh, manage their energy field properly, discover their energy uh apply their energy into uh, what I call conscious business is basically use energy to make a difference in the world through um, having a, a business, for example, a creative entrepreneur. And then I also work with flower essences to help balance emotions. Um, and all of these, so those two areas of uh, direction, let's say for energy, I call them um, heart royalty which is a kind of a system that I devised or where I label the work that I do and my own lifestyle which simply means that I work from my heart I live from my heart I take direction from my heart in everything that I do and I show other people how to live from their heart so our heart is sovereign and is the royal um let's say, leader of our life. And from our heart, we can create our reality. And hence, I've combined the words royal and royal and, and reality into royalty. And so heart royality is the art of living from the heart. And this is what I do. And this is what I teach uh, and share. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm curious how you got started with this type of work. Were you introduced to energy at a young age? Actually, no. Uh, it uh, you know I grew up in on a small island in the Caribbean, small French island. There was not much at all. It was very simple living. There was not much at all in the sense of um, I was always a seeker. I knew from very little that there was more to life than you know what I was seeing around me but I had no one that I could have conversations with 
or anyone um, showing me or giving me even words for what I was feeling inside of me. And so I turned to books. I was an avid reader. And luckily, there was a little esoteric bookstore on the island. And I read everything that I could about. Uh, mostly at the time, I was very, and that's when I was an early teenager, I was very much interested in uh, death. And then that took me to yoga and meditation. Uh, and this is how, how it all started like there was something inside of me and I was dying to be able to talk to someone about this but it's not until my uh, 20s that I met a mentor that I could finally have conversation with and I realized oh the other people are interested in this as well and I uh, got into meditation Ayurveda and then from there yoga raw food energy in general and flower essences so it's been a very long process uh, that started early and really slow. So did you always have this feeling just within yourself? There wasn't necessarily a scenario that evoked it for you? Definitely, yes. I w- there was no role models around me. So it was an inner knowing that... Uh, you know, that spirituality is what uh, matters, that there's, a, you know, energy that I'm very aware of, but that no one talks about. There was all, the, all these things that I was I knew and that I could read a little bit about in books. Uh, but this was, of course, before the Internet and everything. So there was not many ways for me to find out more. Uh, but uh, this has expanded, I mean, tremendously and then it's been wonderful to to witness how easily accessible all this information is nowadays what made you want to share this heart practice this energy practice with other people well you know it's because it helped me so much so the more i discovered about my own energy the more i learned you know leaned into meditation yoga uh, uh conscious living uh the the power of food to heal or not for example when i was in my early 20s i had a a food poisoning and it was really uh, severe ended up in the hospital and realized oh my goodness i had no idea food could kill me so from there i extrapolated what then food can heal me as well and from there i became super devoted to nutrition and and really uh, discovering the power of food to uh, basically transform my body and uh, affect positively my energy. And then food took me then into uh, flower essences, let's say, because, you know, plants are just, uh, you know, whether we, however we we interact with them by eating them or taking them as medicine, it's still all energy coming from the earth. And that's something that then I really became super aware of. Um, And to come back to your question, you were asking, you know, why I wanted to share this is every time something helped me, I wanted to share it with others. So once I trained in flower essences, um, maybe 25 25 years ago or so, 
and noticed how it was so amazing the transformation that happened with me within me as far as being able to finally access and express and balance my emotions I wanted to share it with everyone so I started doing that and then I trained as an energy healer and wanted to share that as well because what it comes down to is that in human design I am what's called a 5-2 and so it's just a label you know but it means that I'm here to help people transform I'm a catalyst for mutation. And I'm also uh, called, again, labels, you know, a, a visionary leader or self-motivated hero, which simply means that I'm here to teach and share the highest potential for humanity, whatever is the best and highest that's possible. I'm here to access this energy and help others expand into it and discover within themselves, you know, this power to transform. And so I'll do this by any means necessary. I mean, I, I do it through my art. I do it through writing one-on-one -on -one in all my personal. I mean, everyone around me knows that I talk about transformation all the time. And then, of course, I do it within the uh, sacred container of uh, personal mentorship and working with people in sessions. That's really interesting. I definitely relate to a lot of what you were saying of um feeling the need to help and share what's helped me. But mm -hmm. I found that path first through yoga. Like that was my introduction. I didn't even understand energy. I just had this feeling that I needed to try yoga and then energy came afterwards. So it's it's cool to hear that you kind of had the other direction with that. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, absolutely. All the, all the roads lead to Rome, right? Wherever you're meant to, to arrive, it, the A path will show for you. And it's your heart guiding you. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd love to get deeper into human design readings for people who are not super familiar with them. Can you explain where they originated and how they work, how you do this practice for people? Mm -hmm. Sure. So I like to keep things uh, very simple, very grounded and practical uh, because I, I want people not to feel... Uh, intimidated by some jargon but rather to to be able to perceive a, a resonance and uh, so the, the the easiest way for me to explain human design which is what most teachers use is to say that it's a self-discovery tool it's a way to get to know yourself get to know your essence your inner truth who you you are inside you know beyond you know, we have layers of conditioning. We are told from, you know, by our parents, our teachers, society, that we should be a certain way. We should behave, uh, you know, in in this way or that way. and Or, or we're labeled uh, as being this or that or the other. But ultimately, there is a truth inside of us that we know and we need sometimes to simply remember and, and access that, uh, that uh, energy. So human design is a, a way to do that. It, it's, a, it's a compendium of a, a bunch of major systems that have been around forever, like Eastern and Western astrology, or the, the I Ching, uh, the Chinese I Ching, the Jewish Kabbalah, the Hindu chakra system, and, and quantum physics. So all of this, you know, mixed together brings a system that kind of 
pulls from the best of all these modalities and really helps to hone in and focus on what really matters and what's really useful to transform today as a human being. Uh, human design itself, uh, and I won't go into the whole story, but on, only originated in the 70s. And it really applies to modern humanity. Uh, and I myself studied the I Ching back in the 90s, and I was already fascinated by that uh, Chinese system. And it's a big part of human design. And so that was kind of a coming back full circle to things, you know, even astrology, all the things that I studied a long time ago, I was able to see how human design uses all that knowledge and in, again, a very practical uh, way to show you, basically, human design gives you a blueprint or an operating manual for living your life day to day. How can you best uh, align with what is true for you and can help you expand into the highest version of yourself and fulfill your uh, purpose in this lifetime. Yeah. So when you asked to read my human design, you asked for my birthday, time, yes. place. Yeah. So I'm curious, what role does that play in reading a human design? What what is why is that important? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, so be, because uh, so that connects to the fact that human design is related to astrology. And so the the origin point of the reading is the birth information. So that's why it's very important to definitely know your birth date, but also the time and the place, because then where uh, I plug that information into a software that then gives me some uh, coordinates and I use those coordinates to basically map out your um, your chart and the the this operating manual. And then I give you information because I'm also an intuitive guide. So I listen to what I'm receiving as far as guidance for you in the moment. Uh, I always start a reading with setting the intention of the highest good. And I... Uh, I do this, you know, with the person that I'm reading, like with you right now. And I ask my higher self and your higher self to uh, only bring in information that will be for your highest good and very practical as to, as to your evolution right now. So what it is that you need to know your one next step or your next, you know, just one couple of next steps in your life to help you change whatever will have the greatest impact, positive impact in your life right now. So I start with this intention and then I uh, that opens the reading and, uh, and the, birth, uh, the birth information is the, the starting point. And then from there, so if I can jump in, is that okay with you? Can I tell That's you a few great. things about yourself? Okay. All right, so I'm going to just give you an overview of your chart, um, your human design chart. So there are several um, general groups of people, and I'm always very mindful of labels because human design, human uh, 
human beings uh, use language to understand right this experience of being human but then language sometimes tends to put people in boxes and label uh, labels can be you know can define but also confine so i want everything that i'm telling you that you hear it from your heart and you take what really resonates whatever like gives you goosebumps like oh my goodness that's me you know that's the truth for you yeah Uh, and so you never want to, you or even anyone receiving a reading, you never want to give your power away. I'm just here helping bring whatever information will support your evolution. But ultimately, your heart knows your truth and your path. And this is, uh, you only al- always defer to your own heart. Now, that, that said, there are several uh, groups of human beings, and one of them is the projector. And the projector, which is the uh, the category, you know, that you fall into, is a person who can see a better or more efficient way to do things. So someone who's here to specifically improve system or upgrade the, the approach towards the way things are being done. And then to share that with others. So that's, that's, uh, that's you. Uh, and just so you know, there's four other types. And the projector is a kind of a more of a minority. I think that's about 20% of the population, just to give you uh, a reference. Mm-hmm. Now, in human design, we like to talk you know, about how to best uh, interact with life, engage with life, and how to make choices. And for that, there is what's called a strategy which is the best way for you to navigate daily life. And for you as a projector, you need to wait to be invited, which means that you're not someone who can go ahead. And and we're talking about uh, bigger choices or decisions, not, you know, simply what you're going to have for lunch. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you have bigger decisions to make, um, the universe will present you with what's called invitations, which means that it might be a literal uh, invitation where someone tells you, hey, do you want to come along on, you know, to this meeting? Or you might uh, receive, uh, there might be something that you've been wanting to do or, or, you know, or experience for a long time. And all of a sudden, opportunity presents itself. So these are called invitations, and when they present themselves, then you have an opportunity to respond consciously. Mm-hmm. And the way that you will respond specifically is that you're going to listen to your instinct. And in the moment, your instinct will tell you, yes or no, this is a good, uh, this is something to do or not, uh, an invitation to accept or not. Because you have what's called uh, the authority of spleen. And so there are, again, there's different ways that people, different authorities people have, which is simply different ways of making decisions. For example, mine is emotional. I have to listen to my emotions. You have to listen to your instincts. And your spleen speaks to you in the moment. It's uh, uh, very instinctive. So when you're being offered uh, 
or you've been presented with an invitation, in the moment, you get this feeling inside of you that it's a yes or a no. And it, does that, does that uh, resonate? Is that something you've noticed? Yeah, it's really interesting because recently I made a pretty big decision with um, college and different jobs and a, a huge life directional change. And it was like, I continue to have these small signs from the universe add up. Um, and somebody told me about the specific school I've never even heard of. And it was like an automatic, yes, this is what I'm supposed to do. So that, there yeah, you go. yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. Okay. So the, you will be, you know, you, you just have to cultivate the patience to wait for the invitations. So although you know, for example, you, you're wanting to change direction and you're not sure yet, you know, making this up, right? You're not sure yet which way to go. You have to cultivate patiently. And as a matter of fact, we're going to see that later, that patience is one of your gifts. That's, you know, something you're working with in this lifetime. So you cultivate patience and you simply wait. You do your yoga, you do your meditation, right? To do all the things that calm the mind. Mm -hmm. And then when an invitation shows up, you're able to clearly feel the spleen telling you which way to go. Yeah. So that's how that's how you make your, your big decisions in the moment, but having waited for, you know, the invitation. Yeah. Now, I'm, yes, go ahead. Yeah, I just had a question. Um, with mm -hmm. cultivating the patience. Is there something that my reading says a way that may be best for me to begin to do this process? Because I, I do notice it can be difficult to mm -hmm. step into that. Okay, yes, absolutely. So so this is, uh, I was going to talk after this about your gifts. So this is one of your gifts. So you have the one of your main gifts. You have many gifts, but the, I'm going to look at just your top four gifts. So you have the gift of... Um, 24 don't worry about what it means because especially you're not looking at the chart right now but it means that you have you're here uh, and you you are cultivating the patience to develop higher perspectives and I, this is a gift that i have as well so i understand it quite well so what this means is that you have a mind that's very active and that tends to loop and revisit things whether it's an issue uh, a mystery, a question, uh, you know, wanting to make a decision, your mind is going to loop and loop and revisit and almost go along a spiraling path. Mm -hmm. So every time you revisit the, the question, you're able to see it from a higher perspective and higher and higher. You see like a spiral going up. And so this takes time. It's not in the moment that, that you see the way uh, things are. You need to think about it and think about it and think about it. And little by little, you distill a certain clarity. And at some point, you reach that higher perspective where you see uh, from the vantage point, like the eagle eye view, you get to see what is really uh, uh, what's the, really the issue, what's, uh, what's really going on. And that takes patience. So does that make any sense? And then what supports this is meditation and yoga, you know, because if not, you might get caught up in the mind, uh, in the looping and thinking that 
and maybe identify with the looping, but it's just the mind doing what it does. So once you know that, okay, I'm not just looping, but I'm actually spiraling up, each loop takes me higher, that gives context. And then with the meditation and the yoga, the mindfulness, you're able to cultivate you know, this a state of acceptance for yourself where you can just relax and know everything is okay. You know, sooner or later, I'll reach the clarity or whatever it is that I need to see. And this is just a process that I'm practicing patience with. Does that help you? Definitely. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's it's provides me with much more clarity of the spiraling because sometimes it feels negative and unhelpful but to see it from a perspective that it actually is leading me towards something I need to know definitely helps me reframe that idea yes yeah and also if you and again because I, I go through this myself personally so if you notice that you are spiraling kind of in the lower levels right you mm-hmm. can consciously right decide to rise up say okay I I'm going to revisit, you know, you set the intention. I'm going to revisit this right now. or I'm revisiting this right now. And I want to see it from a higher perspective, you know. Mm-hmm. So higher self, help me rise above, help me elevate uh, my view. And, and you will be guided upward because intention is powerful. And whatever you focus on, you know, the, the, your energy goes in that direction. So you just need to, to want to look up and you will start uh, elevating the the thinking going on around the question yeah that's something that meditation definitely helps with um Mm -hmm. yeah i read the book untethered soul a few months ago as well and that put some clarity of becoming more of an observer and becoming the the one beneath those spirals so i can have an understanding and view of it not getting too caught up in it myself Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And and also knowing you have the power to a certain extent to direct your mind, mm-hmm. you know, so at least setting the intention is a great way to not be a victim of your mind processes, but to work with the mind and saying, you know, your mind is a wonderful tool that's so good at really revisiting and, and looking at every side of something and then, you know, guiding uh, the energy upward into seeing things uh, from a higher perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so what I I want to tell you also about your uh, that there's profiles. It's simply uh, in human design there's twelve ways that again people are categorized, which simply gives you an idea of what in general uh, you're here to do. And your profile, so these are numbers. Your uh, profile is one slash three. And it means that you are the establisher of knowledge or truth in the sense that the one means that you're someone who loves to study something deeply. You love researching. You love, uh, when when there's something interests you, you want to go as deep as possible and, and learn everything about it. Would you say that's true about yourself? Yeah, definitely it's true. That's that's why I started this podcast because I want to learn <laughs> people about mindfulness. Yeah. Yes, wonderful. Okay, so that is something that you're conscious about in yourself. 
that's your you have the conscious one you're the researcher you're an investigator and and you can be counted on for really looking for the information and then the three means that you're here and so the three is on the unconscious side uh and so you might that might be something you're still discovering about yourself being that you're uh young in life and the three means that you are here to have many experiences and explore life and explore, you know, have as many uh, as many experiences as possible. You are an explorer life. So you're pretty much in this lifetime, you're here for your own sake of researching, discovering, trying it all. Does that resonate, the, the trying as many things as possible? It does, mm-hmm. especially uh, I grew up with travel as a very big priority, and it's something I've mm. always chosen to do over other things. So, yeah, the, I love to explore and learn. That, that's fantastic. Okay, so so know that about yourself, that you will keep, uh, this is how you're growing through this lifetime, is by researching something. And most likely trying it out and trying everything around it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that will apply to not just, um, I mean, to everything, to your relationships, to the so the people you relate to, to the type of work you do. I mean, already, you know, you're, you you seem to have so many interests that you're in, in really in uh, engaging with. You know, I love that, that you're doing the meditation, the yoga, the podcast. I know you're a writer. You do so many things and you're going for it. You're not just talking about it. You're actually having the experiences and using those to to discover yourself. So this is going to continue for your whole life. Uh, you know, you you will always have experiences. You You need some, although you love reading, but you need to have the physical and practical experience you are someone who needs to you know to try something out for yourself to be able to integrate uh, the knowledge books are not enough and then the last thing i will tell you uh, is to about the three of the other gifts uh, that are the main as i said the main gifts you have i'm trying to see you probably have like 20 25 different ones you know uh, but the main ones so I told you about the 24 which is the patience to develop higher perspectives you also have the gift 33 which is contemplation hence why meditation seems to be something that uh, that you're really drawn to mm-hmm. you also have gift 19 that you have the ability to feel people's needs and you know and be able to you're just very aware of what people need and you might not even know that that's a gift of yours because you might you know possibly assume that most people feel what you feel but no you this is you know this is very uh very personal to you it is a gift that you have that you're so so always trust what you're feeling about you know people around you and what they need because it's accurate and then finally, you have the gift 44, which is the ability to spot trends and patterns. And this is supported by the fact that you have this mind that revisits, you know, so you, uh, that revisits, you know, whatever it is that it focuses on. So you're able to see patterns because a pattern is when something 
uh, occurs three times or more that creates a pattern and your mind is able to to uh, to see the patterns as the you know they're almost being revealed to you and this will inform your research and also the experiences that you're going to want to uh, to dive into. The uh, there's one more thing I want to add, just because I'm looking at your chart and um, and you know the, in the chart what I'm looking at, although you're not seeing it, but I'll send you a copy. There are some energy centers that are similar to the chakra system, because I know you know the chakras really well, and so. You have a lot of energy. As a matter of fact, most of your energy is in your throat chakra. Uh, you have, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You have seven out of ten um, what's called gates or gifts in the throat. So you have huge throat uh, chakra energy, which means self-expression. Um and because you're a writer, obviously you like to speak, right? You, you have a podcast. You are meant to definitely use your throat chakra for whatever it is that you're wanting to explore and share in this life. So that's, uh, it's very aligned. Do the writing, do the speaking, and the one-on-one -on -one, you know, conversations. Your throat is very... Uh, a very strong energy center for you. Yeah. So that's, that's that's kind of a general overview, very simple introduction to your chart. We could go on, you know, uh, and, and visit many layers. Mm -hmm. Let me know if you have any questions about what I shared. Yeah, well, I think I'm a little in shock about the last point because I do have a throat chakra tattoo on my wrist. Um, and that has oh, always... Really? Yeah, it's always been um, a, a big connection for me and I couldn't put it into words. It was just something I felt when I did my first yoga training. Um, so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. Thank you for validating. Uh, because, it, I mean, I, I have goosebumps right now. So I can feel how, you know, how this, re this is resonating and I can feel how really this is so important. So definitely... I would say meditate on your throat chakra and even use the sounds, you know, mm -hmm. in yoga, your, 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 your sacred mantras or sacred sounds that pertain to different centers. Definitely do everything in your power to support your throat chakra where the color blue, for example, or turquoise, you know, stone. Uh, yes, this is that you have a lot of magic in your throat chakra. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's such a beautiful way of framing it as well, because I used to feel like it was pretty restricted throughout other events in my life. And mm -hmm. now I'm exploring the opening of it. And it's very beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised because I mean, the contrast, right, where whatever our greatest gift is, is usually where we are very much, uh, as you say, restricted in, uh, in our childhood and by our early conditioning. So that would make a lot of sense that you've had to really, you know, want to uh, like feel that inner drive to to help your throat chakra open. And, and so you can express yourself. You're, you are here for pure self-expression. So go for it. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm curious, 
why that seems to be that our early childhood and conditioning restricts some of our greatest gifts. Do you have any thoughts about that? Well, I think simply from the point of view that uh, we're here in this life to expand, right, into our highest potential. And so there are things, assuming that we believe that we have many lifetimes, there's things that we've cultivated and that are a given as we come into this life. But there's areas that are still needing to be explored and expanded into. Uh, and for example, you have chosen throat chakra related uh, expression. So it's not so much that uh, it was, well, let me keep it simple and say it that way, that your soul chose to focus on throat chakra expression in this lifetime. And uh, and so you're you're very aware of it because there is it's you know you might not have the same ease of energy flow as in maybe other energy centers whose expression you've mastered in previous lifetimes for example i'm making this up but yoga might come very easily to you and you might not not have any physical issues and it might be very easy to do the yoga because you've mastered, you know, that physical expression in a previous life. So you're doing the yoga, but you're not here maybe to to go really deep into becoming uh, a yogi, right? It's just a gift that you have. And of course, you're doing it. It's fun. The throat is something you've come to really focus on and explore and develop and uh, and this, I mean, I would love at, at some point to go deeper and, and look specifically at your throat chakra, because as I say, you have seven of, you know, eight of these gifts. And it's, I've never seen someone with so many. I'm sure there's, you know, it's there's other people out there, but there's definitely, uh, it's calling my attention. And so I would love to support you in, in exploring your throat chakra more. And and the the potential, the the energy that's you know untapped there, but that uh, is wanting to uh, to be explored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely be interested in that. I'm curious for people who get these readings, how do they continue this exploration after the reading? Do you recommend things for people that oh, maybe yeah. would, would help with that? Definitely yes. As I as I stated earlier, I'm I'm a very practical person. Uh, knowledge is wonderful, but is useless unless it's applied to improve our life and the lives of people around us. So I always give a very specific, uh, not so much so much specific. So sometimes specific, but mostly a very practical. Uh, supportive advice, and it might be practices to engage in. It might be simply a question to ask, you know, yourself. Uh, for example, in your case, I would suggest to ask yourself. What is wanted to be said through me? So assuming that, you know, energy, there's an energy that doesn't have language 
you are a language channel, you could simply ask, you know, set the intention of what's wanting to be said through me today. And whether you're going to speak through your podcast or write or speak to people, you know, or even teach your students, you will be then receiving the words that have the highest potential of helping the people around you. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, so I, I love to offer a, a question for ourselves that helps open the energy and flow. Go ahead. Yeah, do you recommend meditating on that question to get into it? Sure. And even even beyond that, I recommend meditating and asking your higher self, what is the question? Because this came from me, right? Mm -hmm. Ask your higher self, ask your heart, what question should I be asking myself? Mm -hmm. You see? Because I always what my, my intention is always to help you, the person you know sitting with me, access your own power and develop your own power. I'm only here supporting and I'm I'm an amplifier. So I help your power expand, you know, so you can you can uh, access it. But ultimately you are in charge. So develop this communication with your higher self where you ask, you know, okay, what do I need to know today? What should I be asking myself? What should I be asking the people around me? What should, you know, what can I share that's of value to, to those I will meet today? Or should I be silent, right? Because uh, when we have a lot of energy in a certain center, it's important also to learn the balance and so cultivate silence so that the energy can rest and be, be rejuvenated and uh, not um, not be diluted, you know, so that when, when you speak, it's pure and powerful and, and aligned. And so that requires silence, which you cultivate in meditation. You see how everything is connected? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's very crazy um, how much this has resonated with me. Um, and, you know, a big theme that you've brought up is this connection to the heart and to approach this practice with the heart, which is something that for me took a while to cultivate through a meditation practice. Um, so people that may be maybe a little disconnected or unfamiliar with what their heart has to say, what do you recommend for that? Mm. Well, um, so this is interesting because this is that this the that's the energy I embody, right? So it comes naturally to me to connect with my heart, and this that so that's why I teach it. Um, but what I would say the very simplest, and what I do myself is simply every day I actually tap on my high heart, which is the area like around the thymus below the throat. I do a little tapping. And I simply say, my heart, what do you want me to know today? That's all. What do you want me to know today? And I might receive something in the moment. It might be later. But that's, that's setting the intention that I am um, aware of this relationship with my heart. I am placing my heart in the driver's seat of my life. I'm giving it the power as opposed to... Uh, you know, leading, letting my, my mind lead. 
And uh, through repetition, just like everything, you know, it's, it's a practice through repetition. So every single day asking my heart, what do you want me to know? It becomes a strong uh, activated channel of, uh, of communication that's internal where I, I almost, uh, you know, without thinking about it, I'm constantly receiving guidance from my heart. And this is what I suggest for everyone. Simply ask your heart, what do you want me to know? Or if you're facing, you know, anything that's uncomfortable, asking your heart, what, what is there for me to, to, to learn here? What do I need to know about myself in this, uh, in this situation? The, the heart holds your truth. And that is the way to go first. Uh, and, and to keep coming back to. That definitely is very helpful to hear, especially as someone who's suffered with lots of overthinking and getting super caught up in those thought cycles to come back to the mm-hmm. deep of the heart. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I make talismans, you know? Like everything I do is supportive of this practice. So talisman, which is a piece of jewelry, is... Yes, it might be beautiful and, and might, you know, enhance your your appearance, but really it's a reminder of the power of the heart because it sits on the heart and every time you feel it or touch it or you put it on, you're setting the intention of, okay, my heart, you're in charge here and then this is my little physical reminder and... Uh, Whatever ways, you know, so I so sometimes I suggest for people to set uh, reminders on their phone with, uh, you know, any type of app that would chime a bell, for example, and to simply when it rings, when the bell rings, to simply take a breath and bring the energy back into the heart. Because we tend to be projected outwards into the world and into the phone and the computer and the people around, right? Our mind and and our energy field in general tends to naturally get pulled by all the distractions and we need to consciously come back. And we don't always have time for full-on meditation, but you can have a a, a couple of seconds to simply be reminded by the the ring, you know, uh, a bell, like a a chime ringing ringing on the phone, and simply take a breath and remind yourself of, I am my heart and I am guided by my heart. I'm listening and I will know what to do in divine timing. That's a very simple intention uh, and, and very practical. I think that's a great way to wrap up a lot of what we talked about and I really appreciate all of the wisdom you have to share is there anything that I haven't asked or covered that you feel is important to share with listeners I think we're complete I I really uh, I'm grateful for the opportunity to share energy and uh, heart energy and uh, to be able to, through this medium, activate the heart royalty of your listeners um, and anyone who feels called to getting in a deeper connection with their heart and wanting support 
they can reach out to me. I'll be happy to whether do a human design reading or, you know, however their higher self is wanting for them to receive the information, we will, uh, that will be received in our one-on-one session. But uh, I'm uh, very grateful and uh, this was really a delight. Thank you.